and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Dreamcast. Our next guest is an award-winning speaker that is actually best known for his failed audition on American Idol. You have probably seen it because it has been viewed more than 5 million times on YouTube. He was searching for true fulfillment in his life while working in the entertainment industry, finishing school, and working his day job. He graduated with his MBA from Marist College in 2016 and tried to climb the corporate ladder, only to find himself hitting the glass ceiling. In 2017, he transitioned to become an acclaimed international speaker. On his new journey, he won the 2017 Small Business Marketer of the Year and as a result is now more determined than ever before to help more emerging leaders overcome their fears to achieve their dreams. He finally realizes that living a bigger mission beyond himself is the way to find true happiness. And it all starts by experiencing some major courage to step outside your comfort zone. So please welcome William Hung to the Dreamcast. Oh, thank you for your wonderful introduction. You ready with passion too. I love it. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. Well, well, we met at the PodFest conference a few months ago, and you were a highlight speaker of the entire event. We were all so excited to see you there, to get to know you, and to hear your story because you truly are somebody who stepped outside what was maybe you were supposed to do or what you you were felt like you needed to do and you did something different. So I know you are known for your failed attempt on American Idol, but I want to hear what was life like before that? Well, my life was very normal. I grew up getting good grades in middle school and high school. Then I got accepted into UC Berkeley to study for civil engineering. However, it didn't take long for me to get my first D in my life. <laughs> oh, dear. You're like, uh-oh. Yes. Then one day, I saw a poster for a school talent show at the Clark Kerr dormitories. I figured, why not? There's nothing to lose. And I sang one of my favorite songs, G-Bangs by Ricky Martin. So you, before American Idol, sang that at your school talent show. Yes. That's awesome. Okay, keep going. And I had no expectations, but somehow I won. The grand prize was a DVD player. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yes, and that's, how I, that's why I have the co confidence to audition for American Idol. Okay, so you went to school for civil engineering, but it sounds like that wasn't your strong suit necessarily. No. Why, why did you choose that path? Well, back back then, I when I was young, I, I was doing great with math and science in high school. So that's why I thought civil engineering could be a good fit. And I hear about how, you know, at, at the time, many years ago, it was like 10, 15 years ago, I heard that civil engineering is the way to go. So it's like, and I see a lot of people getting into it and I start, it's like, okay, I'll do it too. 
So, but I don't think looking, if I were to look back at it, really um, ask myself why I did it, I don't think I got into it for the right reasons. I just did it because everybody else did it. Okay. So you looked around and you thought, well, I guess this is the thing to do, go into civil engineering. Did you ever graduate with that degree? No, unfortunately, no. But I don't think, I, I, I don't saw as unfortunate. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's totally fine. So you were a bit restless in school and it sounds like at college, at least with this degree, Yeah, you knew you didn't really want to be there. Tell me what it was like in that space. Well, to, it's very hard to find out what you really want uh, when you're young. Everybody's knowledge is different. Uh, at the time, uh, the first two years, I don't re- I wasn't really sure. Like, like I was just taking uh, classes, going to fun events, uh, learning about learning about in my, myself, learning about the environment. So, so I I couldn't really tell what how things were gonna go. I'm not sure how much detail I want to uh, spend time on this one, but I would say that. The big, the big leap was that audition. It's like, it's like, uh, what, what people may not know is that the audition is not what people think. It's like, I, I had to stand in line among 3,000 other people at this huge baseball park. And, uh, I got past multiple rounds to the point where I got to see Randy, Paula, and Simon. Yeah. Okay. So you were at school and you're a bit restless. You won the school talent show. So you had the, confidence. So tell me, how did you find out about the audition? Did you tell your friends and family? Did they agree that you should do it? How did that transpire? (laughs) Well, I just heard on Fox News. It was so strange. It was like I I heard on Fox News like a few days after I won the talent show uh, that they are coming over to San Francisco. And that's how I went for it. Uh, I didn't tell anybody because, uh, to be really honest, I did not expect to make it. Uh, so the so here's what happened after after I secretly decided to show up. I didn't even tell my parents because I I don't want them to know about it. <laughs> what do you think they would have said if you called them and said, "Mom, I have this really great idea"? <laughs> <laughs> they would say, "No, William, you can't you can't audition for American Idol. You're not the most talented singer out there." <laughs> so they would have squashed your dreams. So you just went for it. You went for it. Tell me about the courage it took to even just show up for that audition uh, it, it was scary because i skipped class but i didn't care i, I was committed to it but but people were like oh my god well where 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 did you go and the next day when i went back to school like next few days they were they were wondering what happened to me at the time because there's a there was a big gap uh four month gap between the audition and the broadcasting so to be really honest I did not expect anything to happen. I just thought everything would be normal. Okay. So when you showed up to the audition, you had to stand in line with 3,000 people. You had to pass several rounds, meaning you had yeah. you got to sing for before you even got to the final judges. Was your confidence growing? Like, Did you go in thinking that you were really good or did you know that... <laughs> <laughs> tell, me, tell me what your thought process was. <laughs> I I did not expect to make it, like I mentioned. But but somehow the the first round, the staff members they really like me, so they let me through. Uh, and then the second day, I auditioned in front of producers, and they let me through again. By the time I got to see Randy, Paula, and Simon, there's only about a hundred people left. 
And, and let me ask you and the listeners, if you were given a chance to change your life just by persuading three people to let you through Hollywood, wouldn't you give yourself that chance? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you just kept taking steps forward and the doors kept opening. Yes. And you sang, you did your thing. And of course, you didn't really know what was going to happen next with it being aired or even if you would make it on live TV. So were you sitting watching with your friends and family? Did they know you auditioned? Tell me about the moment you saw yourself on the show. Oh my goodness! Uh, well, I found out about this one uh, like in January. So the the audition, the actual audition, happens like September two thousand and three, and I I saw first saw myself on a New Year's commercial for a football game in New uh, January two thousand and four, and my reaction was like, "Oh my goodness, what's going to happen to me?" <laughs> <laughs> so you are on a commercial. That is awesome. Yes, and and that and the night they broadcast my audition, I, could, I couldn't even watch myself. I can imagine most people have a hard time even hearing themselves speak, and so you were in front of Simon, Paula, and Randy, and you. Okay, yes. so so how did your life change pre American Idol, post American Idol, and then we'll move into what you're doing now. Yeah, wow. Uh so right after they they broadcasted uh why I mean I I expected Simon to be the mean guy. So when he said like you can't sing, you can't dance, what are you going to say? I mean, I mean I didn't take that very hard. But what happened afterwards was the weird stuff that happened. It's like right after the audition I got hundreds of e- emails for performance and uh, TV opportunities. But on that same night, I mean, I mean, my friend told me about it. Fox News anchor John Beard called me out and said, William Hung is the worst singer ever. <laughs> wow, that's funny. So you saw yourself, but you were memorable. I think that's the thing. As you said a few things, people liked you. So even though you didn't have the best voice and it was a a goofy audition, people connected (laughs) with you because they liked you and they felt connected to you in some way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I couldn't pinpoint it to this day why, uh, why I, I got all this uh, notoriety and and stardom. But I think, I think the 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 one thing that stood out uh, looking back at this is like at the time when people they failed the audition, they would cuss at the judges. They would have this negative attitude, and I, for me, I didn't see it that way. I, I didn't have uh, grand expectations. So I just went in there, said, my, said that, that how I felt. It wasn't scripted. I just said, I already gave my best. I have no regrets. And it's my life philosophy. And that's why I was able to bring it out. Hmm. Tell me a bit, little bit about what happened. Did you go on these TV shows? You got all these emails to perform. Did you say, did you say yes? Or were you a bit shocked and overwhelmed and hiding? Well, <laughs> Yeah, I I know I I get that one too. So so like initially I wasn't sure. Uh, the, the the next day I returned to class after the audition. I just tried to be low key, and then uh, one afternoon uh, in the civil engineering class, towards the end of the class, my civil engineering professor decided to show my audition in front of hundreds of students. Well, it had already been like over millions of Americans, <laughs> but these were your peers a little bit closer to home. 
Yeah, and then the people were were like, "Oh my god, I saw that guy last night. Oh, where is he? Where is he? Oh, there he is. Oh, you you're the Sheep Banks guy." <laughs> and then I was like, right after class, I was mobbed for pictures and autographs, and I knew that my life could never be normal again. Absolutely. So. But you were in this space where you were restless. You wanted something different. You didn't really love engineering, it seems like, and so mm-hmm. you just kept taking steps in the opposite, you know, in a different direction. Did you start traveling? Did you start speaking? What happened next? Yeah. So what happened is I I started performing a lot. That's that's what happened. Uh, and then and uh, I didn't know how it's gonna go. It, it it happened because like one how do I say it one evening. I was invited to perform at a UC Berkeley's men's volleyball game, and right after my performance, someone from Star, uh, Koch Records, Bristley, walked up to me and gave me a twenty-five thousand dollar check for a record contract. Could you believe it? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so this was for real. Yeah, it's for real. <laughs> this is for real. Did you end up getting an agent? Did you start touring? Uh, well, I couldn't find someone that I could uh, trust. So at the time, my parents were my manager and agents. <laughs> I think that is truly interesting, though, because when you're pushed into the limelight, that is the question. All of a sudden, people start asking you for things. They're pulling you in all of these directions. Yes. And you do need to have the, like that little bit of discernment of what do I really want and what is going to be the best fit for me. How did you navigate yes. that? Well, for, for for many many years, I I've been searching. I mean, I mean, I just took what the opportunities gave me. Uh, like, like the first, so the first four years, I was doing full time. I was on Jay Leno. I was on Ellen. You may have, you might have seen me. I did uh, big commercials like AT and T, Jack in the Box. I just took whatever opportunities came to my came to me. Uh, and I but and I was like at the for for like as a twenty year old uh, uh kid, <laughs> I thought like wow, that's a dream life. You know, why would I want to do anything else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then you did go back and get your MBA. What happened? Well, that's because I knew that wouldn't that my whole entertainment uh, dream life would not last. So after about four years, things started to slow down, and I realized that uh, I can't just rely on my entertainment and I, I don't know what else to do so I finished school I got my day job and and then I, I uh, f- found I found uh, Toastmasters you know th- just to make make my boring job a little bit more fun I could do some speaking do some travel a uh, little bit of traveling here and there uh, that, and that's that's how I'm that's how I got uh, started I would say like hints of getting started with my speaking uh, and, and as time go, went along, I don't know what it was. I just thought maybe I could climb that corporate ladder uh, like that. So because like, I was getting promotions uh, within the Los Angeles County. So that's why I got my MBA, the Master's in Business Administration, because I thought to myself in 2016, uh, by getting my MBA, hey, I could be the next CEO for Los Angeles County. Not bad. Okay. Okay. And then did you get restless again? Yes, I did get restless again because after I got my my degree, I went to all these interviews and they said no to me one after another. And then I had to look my look myself in the mirror. It's like, what's wrong with me? What what's going on? 
It's like I hit that glass ceiling again. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if I work my butt off. It doesn't matter if I if I score great in the test or do great in the interviews. I'm just not getting another promotion. Uh, you know what I think is so interesting about your story? There's lots of pieces of it, but one thing that I've learned over my 15 year career myself is that people reinvent themselves all the time. And it's kind of gone are the days where we work in the same job for 30 years. You know, it's just, it's just not the way life works anymore. And so every five to 10 years, we kind of have to reevaluate and and maybe even more than that and say, what do you, what do I want? And who am I now? And who do I want to become? And so it sounds like you've gone through that several, several times. And then in this situation, you're at your MBA, you're working, you're climbing the corporate ladder, but yet it's like not happening. How did you transition to full-time speaking, coaching, and traveling? Well, it, it's, it's still a transition process. I, I, can't, I, I haven't made it yet. I don't mind being very honest about this. Uh, but, but what I did, though, in 2017 is that I was determined to create my own open doors. It's like I said to myself, hey, if, I, if, I, if this door is going to be shut or closed, then why why not why bang my head against the wall, right? Why not try to look for something different? And then I looked at my experience, I looked at my passion, and I actually think, wow, speaking is a lot of fun. That's why, I, and I know that because I've been in Toastmasters for over six years now. So I know that that's something I enjoy doing. So why not uh, share the American Idol experience to help more people overcome their fears so that they can achieve their dream life? Oh, I love that. I love that. And now you speak on courage. You speak on um, take, taking those, you know, the action steps. So tell me a little bit about what your message is today. Well, my message is, my message is to uh, help people uh, overcome their fears inside them. So uh, I, I would say that I'm, I'm still, like you said, reinventing myself. But a couple of things that I found really uh, that's, that's resonating with, with, uh, with people is that, like the, for novice entrepreneurs that like you mentioned, you help novice uh, entrepreneurs that might, you know, that doesn't have clarity. They don't know what, uh, they're not sure where to go next or they, you know, they all, they're just afraid of failure because we all are. I'm human. We all human beings. We are afraid of failure. So I, t- so I would help those people uh, just break down that giant leap into smaller leaps. Just take, just take that next step forward. So that's my message for the novice entrepreneurs. And then, and then I, I, I recently discovered that I could actually help a lot of middle managers. And I, never, I didn't see myself as one, but now I realize I am one. I'm a living example. So middle managers, I could actually help them turn their confrontation into communication. So that's, that's, that's very exciting. So I have a couple of directions I'm going with now. Okay. Okay. Uh, for the novice entrepreneurs, you said a few things that really stand out to me. Creating your own open doors. Creating your own open doors. And I love that because if something's not working, you're like, oh, why well, keep banging my head against the wall? I'm going to go find what I want, find what I like, find what brings up passion to me and go create the, the job, the opportunity, the experience that I want. And you said you take yes. those big giant leaps and you make them into small action steps. Now, when, when you say that, do you break it down into yearly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals? How small do we make that, that 
but yeah. I would, I would, I, I yeah, I would say go uh, really drill down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not like like. I don't like the the uh, very stiff uh, robotic kind of management. It doesn't really work for me. But what I found working for me is that maybe it's t- like like my like uh, how my friends told me. So I have a lot of friends and mentors that help me now. So they told me like William, each Sunday you sit down and you think about what you want to accomplish by the end of the week, and then. Each day, you think about three things that you have to get done. Three things. You know, no, no, regardless of what it is, you're going to get it done. You're going to stop making excuses for yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I yeah. love that. And you're like, there may, there may be, of course, other things you do during the day, but three things that align with your current goal. Yes, that's right. I love that. Um, now, tell me a little bit about your family now. What did, it sounds like you're married. Is that right? Uh, long story, but I'm single and ready to mingle again. <laughs> oh, single and ready to mingle. All right. All right. Um, and is your family out in the LA area too? Your parents, what did they think about all this transition? They, they, they think it's exciting, but they, they, it's scary at the same time. Uh, I, I could tell they are not fond of it because my, my parents would always tell me it's like, your day job is your priority. Don't lose your day job. That's your retirement nest. Uh, so it's like, I don't want to be hearing that because, we, and the reason is because I don't believe in relying on that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hope, right? I don't like to hope. I want to take, I want to be proactive, uh, take some reasonable calculated risk to, to create a much better life, not only for myself, but for everyone else. You know, I think it's really true. I mean, it's 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 a cultural thing as well. Like, this is what we do. This is what our family does. And this is... And so if you're going outside the norm, then a lot of times they can say, wait, what? <laughs> That's... Yes. You know? And I feel the same way. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was a, kind of a nine-to-fiver. He was an accountant. And when we joined our business 11 years ago, they were like... All right, good luck, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know they weren't like negative, but they certainly didn't support us because they didn't really know how. Um, yes. And so I can tell that there's, I'm sure there's some, of course, they just want the best for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to be intentional about finding people that align with your current beliefs and dreams and passions. And you mentioned that you have some new mentors. How did you go about finding them? Well, I I uh, I go to networking events. I I do speaking events as well. And from from both from both of those things, I'm very fortunate to find some great friends and mentors that 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 have a very similar vision. Like like even for like now my in my network, even for people that have day jobs, like I try to associate myself with people that have a greater vision, right? They don't, they don't just settle for what they have. They have that fire inside them. Mm-hmm. Tell me how oh, you know, how, do you, how can you tell? What are some signs that somebody has that fire? <laughs> well, uh, like, well, it, it, you, you, so you just like conversation, you ask them about what, what, they, what, what they want to create for themselves. Uh, like, let's say you have a lunch break or water, water cooler conversation. You, you know, you, I, I, I would ask them like literally, uh, if, if money is not an issue for you, what kind of life do you want to live? What do you want to create for yourself? And they would, and, and a lot of people have these visions. They have it. They know what they want. 
but it's just like they but, but they have that fear it's like they they all i don't know what it is something is holding them back mm. Yeah, they, I, I remember when I was working my day job, I was a clinical psychologist for five years and I knew mm. I wanted to do something different and I knew I was made for more, but yet I stayed there because at least it was comfortable. I didn't really know how to step outside my comfort yeah. zone or what to do yeah. next. So you're looking for people that have that fire in their belly where they're yes. like, they've got that, that vision of that they want more out of their life. Yes, for anybody that's listening that is in that transition space right now where they're like, all right, I want life to be different, but I don't really know what to do. You know, what do I do to ask for mentors? What do I do to create my own open doors? What are some things you would recommend to them? Well, some things you can recommend. I would, I would recommend, uh, there's a lot of like, like a uh, free uh, resources that uh, you can look at. Yeah. I would, I would think like, Improving high income skills. I think that's the best suggestion. High income skills would be communicate. It will always come down to communication, marketing, and sales, copywriting. It's going to be related to communication because that is the way that uh, the way the way the world works. Uh, the better you uh, you are at communicating, helping other people, helping yourself to move the needle forward, the better off you are. So yeah, I would in- I would start with that. And then, yeah, definitely, like, like, look at uh, some of the the experts that are successful. Like, like, you know, see, see what, which, which of those things resonate with you. The reason I'm hesitant about recommending like free resources, I do want to recommend the the freebies, <laughs> but at the same time, there's also a lot of misinformation out there, or you know, just information that that doesn't quite work for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Find the people that kind of are doing what you want to do and then yes. go be their friend. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I think that's a great way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Now you have reinvented yourself several, several times. And I know that didn't come easily necessarily. You've had to step no. outside your own comfort zone. How did you create that courage for yourself to take that action? Well, I, I look at my, my life. I, I'm, I have that, a lot of uh, dissatisfaction inside because I feel that I've been taking things for granted. I feel that I could grow a lot more. I feel that I'm nowhere close to my maximum potential. And that's what gives me the motivation. Ooh, you can be and do more. So it's like that outweighs any fear that you feel. Well, I think I think it's the, also the life that I want, right? Because because uh, right now I'm I'm still in my day job, and I I know I've been I've been the my, my, I've been debating whether to talk about this, but I don't mind it because I now feel that it's not it's not something to be ashamed of. It's, it is okay to be a smart uh, person tra- making a smart transition. I don't have to just suddenly burn my burn the bridges, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I love that. This is your side hustle in a sense. And your side hustle will grow because you're yes. hustling and you're growing it. And when the time is exactly. right. Exactly. I worked in our job, at my job for three years growing my side hustle before I was able to quit. And it was when I was at my job and I was thinking, I'm wasting so much time here. <laughs> <laughs> that I realized, yeah. all right, I've got to take that step. But I love that you're doing your networking, you're getting out there. You, I know, requested to PodFest and said, hey, I would love to come to your event. And you're not just waiting for things to happen. You are going out and creating them. 
And it sounds like that your why is really strong. So any fear that you may have is outshined by the why that you have. Yeah, I, I think it's, it comes down to asking yourself, uh, what's the worst thing that can happen to you if things don't work out? And if you could live with those consequences, uh, is, is, then go for it, right? Like for my case, the worst thing that could happen to me, it, well, I lose, a, I lose some money, but I'm financially stable. I could still get back up and try again. So it's really not that big of a deal. What's the worst thing that could happen? And a lot of times, the worst thing that could happen is really not that bad. Exactly. If you could ask yourself that, you're not okay, it's not a big deal. I could get back up and do it again. So let's go for it now. Now, right? Go for it now, not like tomorrow. Because <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I think a lot of times we do, we're, we think, oh, we don't have time or, oh, the days go by fast. And yes. so not only you're working your full-time job, you're building your side hustle, but you're really intentional about making things happen and getting it yes. in your calendar so that months don't go by and you've made zero progress. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Do you have any other tips or strategies for those listening who want to start their side hustle or grow their side hustle just like you have? Understand your, your passion uh, and, then figure, and then figure out what's working, what's making you happy. The why is important, but I found that, that you, know, you don't want to dwell on it. Uh, for let's say you know the thing that I want people to avoid is the waiting for things to be perfect, waiting for the right time. There is no such thing as the right time, and that's why so many people are stuck where they're at, even though they're not happy. So just just go for it, you know. If you have some, um, for example, one of my friends, you know, she has this uh vision that that's to run to run a like a like a really nice local uh horseback riding uh. Uh, venue, right? That's that's her that's her vision, and then she's she has a family business and all that other stuff, and in uh, so so I, I just get, get to the point. It's like, are you do you feel like uh people are coming in? Are you do you, are you getting feeling successful already? And she said, yeah, yeah, because people are coming in, they're they're paying, you know. So you already have something working, so why not just go for it? Awesome. I love that. Now, a couple questions I have, I didn't prep you for. <laughs> so no sorry, problem. I'm putting no you problem. on the spot. Um, no but worries. if you could look back 14 years to your 20 year old self, what are three things, uh, pieces of advice you would tell yourself? Wow, three is a lot. Uh, I, I, I do get that question before. <laughs> so you, you did surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, the one thing is that I wish I knew more about uh, business earlier. I wish I treated more like a business for my entertainment career because, because I didn't really think of it that way. I, in a way, it's almost like a self-limiting belief that, wow, uh, how could this happen, right? Maybe I, maybe I don't deserve all this. So, so I'm, not, I'm not someone that would do self-sabotage. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I have that problem. But I feel that in a way I am because it's, it's ironic because I really didn't take it as seriously as I should. For example, like you mentioned, you asked me earlier whether I got an agent. If I, if I were to spend more time looking for, you know, I don't know if it's agent or mentors or business coaches or whatnot, maybe I would have grown so much more. I'd be so much farther ahead than, than, right, than where I am right now. Hmm. I, I think that's good for people to hear is wherever you are, own it, right? And I think yeah. there's a piece where you probably were like, this is crazy. How is this even happening? Um, but yet it was happening. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the second thing that came to my mind is like you know, I mean, the, the white uh, does it does have something to do with the uh, the outcome because that's something you can control. So I would say that if I were to do it all over again, I wouldn't be picking civil engineering because I don't. I I got into it for all the wrong reasons. It's like uh, other friends are doing it, make a lot of money, all that stuff. But I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to make a lot of money. So I I would say definitely do it for do it for the right reasons. Do it because you are passionate. You also helping people at the same time. Cool. Who was one of your favorite meetings during your uh, entrepreneur or your entertainment phase or the, all the shows you did? Do you have any cool stories of someone famous you met or anybody that was really awesome? <laughs> Well, I met a lot of people. I mean, uh, I I met uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I I I think he I think he's he's brilliant, and uh, I just learned about his story recently at the Real Estate Expo because he was the the closing uh, speaker uh, or interview uh, to be on interview on stage, and it's like wow, it's like he talked about, and what he talked about is that. Uh, is the 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 morning routine the 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 grinding out things that we people don't see because because entrepreneurs is with there's a misconception out there that we look so glamorous we have this we drive these nice cars we sit on the beach and do nothing <laughs> <laughs> do you have something in your morning routine that you couldn't live without <sighs> Uh, I haven't. Ha- I don't have a consistent one yet, but I'm working on it. Like, like the the one I'm doing the most right now is I tell myself I'm gonna wake up early. I'm going to clear my head. Uh, so now I'm starting to get get into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do find people see the stage, right? They see the the excitement. They see the red carpet, but they don't see the grind that goes into it, or the focus, the dedication, the yes. commitment. Yes. So now you are, you're working your day job, you are speaking, you're networking, you're getting your name and brand out there in a new way. Who mm-hmm. is your ideal audience right now? I would say my ideal audience would, would be uh, novice entrepreneurs and middle managers. Those are the two uh, target groups. Uh, and and I and I picked those two because, um, because I'm both. I'm living example. I walk the talk. Uh, I'm not I'm not quite where I need to be yet, but but I'm already much farther ahead because I've been through it. I failed forward already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you really connect and look for people that have a great vision. Where do you see yourself? What is the vision for your that you're creating for yourself for the next five, 10 years? I want to be speaking a lot more. That's that's my primary focus. I just recently figured this out in terms of like, I mean, I know I wanted to speak, but I haven't really sat down to to break things down because I think we talked about it earlier. And one of my new business coaches, she told me that, hey, William, you need to really break it down. What percentage of time are you going to be speaking, coaching, consulting? How much do you want to make from each of those things? It's like she's very analytical. And I haven't really think, that, think about it that way. But now I, I went through it. I know that I want to be speaking a lot more. The vision mm-hmm. I want to create for myself is that I want to travel around the world, speaking for corporate conferences or other events, and then uh, take on like, you know, I don't know, five to 10 people uh, each year for the coaching and help them transform their lives. That's my, that's my vision. 
Awesome. Well, and I love you are working with people that are challenging you to get clear and specific because now that you had your entertainment run, you want to take this seriously, right? You've learned what you would have done differently and now you're doing it differently and getting super detailed and clear on how much do I want to, do I want to earn? And if I want to earn this much, what do I have to charge and how many speaking gigs, gigs do I need each month? And, and you're able to create like narrow it down. So then every day you're able to say, okay, how many speaking gigs am I going to pursue and and call and ask and networking events and all of the things that you would do to, to build relationships with people who will then need your services. Because I know on the podcast conference, we were all like, oh my gosh, we totally want to hang out with you. <laughs> and so <laughs> you're doing that all over the place. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you've mentioned a couple of times where you were restless, you wanted to grow, you wanted to kind of step outside the norm because you have a purpose and a passion that you know and you're desiring to fulfill. So what would you say is your current life purpose? Well, I just want to see more people achieve their dreams, more people live the life that they always wanted. It's it's really disheartening to me when I hear people like when is Friday uh, or or people that say I have this grand vision I want to be doing this and that and yet they're stuck working at the cubicle right mm-hmm. so 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 and that includes me too I have that sense of urgency so that's you know that's why I want to see change not just for myself but for the world. Mm-hmm. When we're living in our passion, we're overflowing and that just impacts and touches everyone. Yeah. I love what you said too. When you create this vision, then you really just start taking action regardless of what doors are open. You just kind of go create your own doors. And I think that what happens is when you say you want something and then you actually take steps to do it, you grow your inner trust. You know that you follow through. You know yes. that you say, do what you say you're going to do. And because yes. of that, it grows your confidence in taking action because you've done it over and over yes. again. Yes. Very cool. All right. Well, do you have anything else you want to add to our listeners before we tell them a bit more about how they can hear from you? Just remember, never give up your dreams. Your dreams are never too big. You can break it down. You can turn your dreams into reality. Awesome. I have four pages of notes. <laughs> I agree. Oh, you gave lots of goodness. wisdom today. And if you are interested in hiring William for your corporate event or for your, if you want some extra coaching and you know that you align with his goals and, and his values, you can go to willhung.com. That's W I L L. H-U-N-G dot com. And you'll be able to connect with him because he's growing his career. And William, I know you do what you say you're going to do. And I'm really excited to keep tabs on you over the next five years to see how you continue to grow your side hustle, your passion, and uh, travel and speak and, you know, world domination. It all works out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, would, I, I definitely think uh, we both are going to get there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Guys, leave a review in the comment section on YouTube or on iTunes. I'd love to hear what you learned or your favorite aha moment from William Hung today. And if you have not yet seen or maybe you you 
it's been a while. Go search him on YouTube. The link will be in the description box. But he was certainly a part of my generation's um, American Idol memories. And it's just so cool to hear the story of how he got there and what he's doing now, continuing to step outside his comfort zone and live with full courage. So thank you so much, William. Have an amazing afternoon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list and I'll be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you and remember to dream big. 